You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back. And before we start, I want to announce some shows. Madball is back, and so is Hardcore. If you haven't heard, now you have. But um, we got some shows I want to announce. Madball, Death Before Dishonor, and my boys, Crew Hand. We're going to be playing Friday, June 25th in Hamden, Connecticut. Saturday, June 25th in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Sunday, June 27th in Reading, Pennsylvania at Club Reverb. Listen, I need everybody to go get those tickets if you haven't already. We're going to party. We're going to celebrate. It's time to live. We are amped. We're having fun with the set. We got a lot of old school shit. We got a lot of, we're going to have a good time. So make sure you get those tickets and represent, support the clubs and support the bands and all that good shit. I'm coming with merch and all that. So. And also, again, thank you to my patrons. Without you, this does not happen. And all you motherfuckers listening for free, you should thank my patrons too because they keep the fucking wheels rolling. But um, and if anybody wants to invest in the show and you want the show to keep going, patreon.com slash the smoking word. That's who you got to fucking check out. You can invest in the show for tears. We got the cheap bastard tier at $2 and up. I'm joking, but you know what I mean. There's something for everybody to be a part of this. If you want to you want to keep killing time with your boy, you want me to keep killing time, you know how to invest and keep the shit rolling. And we basically investing in the show, getting um more beautiful graphics, as you see, and all that other good shit. So <laughs> you know the deal. Um, Patreon.com slash the smoking word is the spot. And you know the deal. Um, CasaTheRock.com always sponsors the Smoking Word podcast. So if you want to support the show, that's the spot. CasaTheRock.com. All t-shirts, $21. You support the movement. Support me. Support yourself. Look good. Get that gear. You know the deal. You can also follow me at HoyerRock357 on Instagram. And make sure to add the Smoking Word podcast on Instagram. Hit us up, shout us out. You want to talk some shit? You want to threaten us? You want to get threatened back? That's where you hit us. I want to shout out all my patrons again for fucking um, tuning in. I want to shout out everybody who's been tuning in around the world. I feel the love. All Everybody in Germany, Belgium, Canada, South America. Listen, we see. I check I check our algorithms and all that other shit. I don't just, you know, I don't just um make that rhythm happen. I also check it. You know what I mean? But we feel the love, keep spreading the word, keep subscribing and all that good shit. We feel it and we want, you know, you know, we want to take this shit to the next level. And, you know, your boy always trying to keep things fresh and sexy. And I wanted to dedicate this episode to a very important part to our scene, not just the New York hardcore scene, but the underground hardcore scene, period. This one's dedicated to my straight edge brothers and sisters. So I figured who better than to get some of my my best friends in the in the music world, in the hardcore world, which is my life. My brother, Toby, H2O, Carl from Earth Crisis and Richie from Wisdom and Chains. Let's set this shit off. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Smoking Word. 
Yeah, you hear me? Yeah. Welcome back to the motherfucking Smoking Word podcast. The what edition? Straight Edge. Welcome to the Straight Edge edition, Richie. Am I wrong Listen, about that or no? You you look like I was wrong when I said that. No, I'm right about it. I'm All hoping right. you're in. I hope you're still on board because this is this whole podcast is dedicated to you, straight edge motherfuckers That's and motherfuckettes. Right. That's what we deserve. What's up? A lack glad. of respect in the scene for the straight edge. Everybody, we that. That's right. Welcome to the show. Back to the show, my bro, Richie, Richie, Richie from Wisdom and Chains. Tell everybody what's up. What's up, everybody? Richie from Wisdom and Chains. Happy to be back on the Smoking Word. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good, good. I'm well. I'm glad to have you back. Let's bring in my next brother, my next straight edge brother. Who, who, who is it? Who we got? Let's the roulette wheel. Yeah, Carl. You hear me? Wow. Carlos, I don't hear you. Volume. <laughs> Technology. Carlos, we don't hear you. Eric. Yeah. As you can see, Carl is still, you know, on um yo Eric, what up? Audio. There we go. You hear me? <laughs> I hear you. There we go. That's what I love. Earth crisis with an F in the motherfucking building. <laughs> well, listen, good? and well, and you're another returning guest, but it's been a while. Listen, my bro, vegan fuck the vegan patent. That's my new name for you, the vegan patent. <laughs> Carl from Earth Christ. What up, Carlos? Welcome to the fucking smoking word podcast. Back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back, my friend. Good to see you. Oh, hell yeah. This gave me an excuse to hang out with you, motherfucker. I said, what excuse could I make straight edge? Fuck it. OK, let's talk about straight. <laughs> but how you doing? You good? I'm good, my, my friend. How are you? Good, good. I said, I figured I said, let me get rich. I said, you know what? On the real, I said, um, you know, before we go into this, let me get my last fucking um, my last vegan, my last straight edge person in the room. <laughs> yeah, again, let's spin the fucking wheel. Let's see who's up. Yeah, Toby, Toby, Toby. You hear me, Toby? I see a little picture of him. Yo, yo, you hear me, Toby, or what? Oh, shit, what up? Oh, my God. Listen. What up, Carl? Listen, Richie, Carlos, listen. Listen. What's up, Richie? What's up, Carl? What's up, Toby? Welcome to the welcome back. All of you motherfuckers is a welcome back, but now it's a welcome back for this little vegan gangbang thing we're doing over here. <laughs> straight edge bang. Let me leave out vegan or whatever. But hold on, but um, Toby, what up, bro? What up, and how are you guys, man? This is fucking awesome. I know, nah, nah. Seriously, like I was just about to tell Carl before we. Yeah, I said, let me get you all in the room. I said on the real, I, I was like, um, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know. Every, um, you know, everybody knows how the fuck we got into hardcore and all that bullshit. But I was like, yo, you know what? Um, I wanted to uh, touch, you know, make note on certain things on hardcore and straight edge will come up a lot in my convos. And I and yeah. I didn't want to sound I, I kind of felt like I also was coming out sounding like I'm a, I was a hater or something or hate against straight edge dudes when I'm not when you guys know I'm not. But, you know, I, know. I was like, I always try to not nobody call my pull my card or nothing, but I started feeling like. Cause I always uh, talk about certain situations about straight edge, how it divided and Baba. We'll get into it later. But then I was like, no, straight edge is a part of this fucking scene. Like uh, one of the main bricks, you know, like, and I yeah. know that, but I also, sure, yeah. but I also wanted to make light of it through my eyes. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. And then, 
And I also figured who I'm who am I going to get fucking, you know, rat bones of somebody to talk about straight edge. <laughs> you know, I got to get some straight edge motherfuckers. <laughs> but but my whole concept oh my was, you know, I couldn't get every spectrum of straight edge. But I said, all right, you know, obviously I said, Carl, you know, we could go back to the, you know, how people saw you like I was joking, but the pat in a fucking, you know, a fucking of <laughs> a, a, a vegan straight edge. You know, at one point, you know, you're the militant, the ba ba ba. I've then, got my flag behind me. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Hold on. Hold on. The right. Pat. All right. And then Toby, you know, Toby, not, you know, vegan, not but vegan. He was also straight edge, vegetarian, skateboarder. He was more the, 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 the skater, wild, surf, hardcore, straight edge kind of thing. You know what I mean? And then Richie, yeah, yeah. Richie was vegetarian also, but Richie's a meat eater also. I don't, I don't know if he's eating meat at the moment, but I know he was. He's always been straight edge, but I also know he's also been straight edge and eating meat. So I said, you know, people just think straight edge uh, and veganism is the same thing, which they're not. They may be connected. Yeah. But yeah. they, I learned that many, many years ago in Salt Lake City. You know, when, you know, um, you know that um, I was yelling, I was like, man, uh, I need some weed. But everybody's vegan here. And the guy was like, I got weight. And he's like, I go, but, I, but I, I thought you're vegan. He goes, I am. He goes, you know what I mean? He goes, I don't drink alcohol. I don't do this. I said, yo, I'm down with you vegans. Yes. Vegan. Like if I was in Germany, I'd be like, you vegans. But no, but my concept was like, I figured I get a little, you know, a little variety to just kind of touch base. And, you know, I know all of us are kind of very like minded, but also also have our own different opinions. We all definitely are, you know, you know, every direction. That's what's dope about it. You know what For I mean? Sure, like, yeah. Left, right, up, down. You know what I mean? So Yo, Hoya, right now on the show, you got you got you do. You have three kinds of straight edge guys. Yeah. You know, so we all have that in common. And then we have some things that are a little different. Yes. So, yeah, we're under that umbrella. Sure. But I mean, when you when you bring up Carl, I mean, that's it goes hand in hand with the veganism, you know, and there's a whole that's a scene amongst itself, like the XVX. That's, yeah. a, that's a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I see what you're doing. That's pretty clever the way you did this. And then with Toby, he's the the PMA straight edge. And that's a thing onto itself as well. He's this. He's the exactly. I'm a, I'm a surf. I'm a skate. I'm going to go to the show. I'm going <laughs> to hang out with the guy who smokes weed, but I'm straight edge. Not that car was, but. Carl was like, okay, hold on. Let me burn down this animal factory first. <laughs> uh, you, while you go light up, I don't want a part of that, but I'm going to light this place up while I do that. Toby's like, yo, light up. I'm going I'm to skate, bud, while you do that. And then Richie's <laughs> like, yo, I'm going to go get some cheesesteaks while you do that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I may have something for you. You know, it's going to cost you. You know, I don't do all my own supply, but whatever. Well, yo, Hoy, have, have were you ever straight edge at all in your throughout your, your time in the scene? Every night from 11 to about ah. 7 to 8 a.m., I'm fucking vegan. Straight. So I did hear Toby, back in the day. Toby, Toby, come on. That's the max. You're supposed to give that's max that face when he's literally. I heard back in the day you, you practiced the straight no, edge thing a little bit. No, honestly, I never. I never was a straight edge or I never had the, the, you know, the want to do it, but I never, I never thought about it. Like, like, you know, like, Oh, I, something I get into. I just something that I always knew people that were into it. And I was like, Oh, all right. That's what they, I, I never looked in. I don't know. And I was never, I always 
did something, but I was never a big beer drinker. I was like, when I was a kid, I smoked a cigarette once in a while and then always blazing when I got, and I didn't start blazing until I was 18 years old. So kind of late, you know. Wow. Hang on, hang on one yeah. sec. Hang on one sec. Go ahead, hanging. Eric. Eric. This, this is my guitar player from, Jimmy? from Apocalypse Tribe. <laughs> What's up, Apocalypse Tribe member? He's been, on, man. he's been Earth Crisis's sound man for 12 years. He's, oh. been all, he's been all over. And this man right here is living proof that straight edge and weed smokers can be the best of friends right yeah, here. Yeah, let him know. Let him, you, know, <laughs> you know, forget. I'm, and you could thank me because I broke that ground many years ago. That's so true. That's no, true. You really, you really did. Hoya. No, no, no. But um, no, but exactly like what Richie was saying on the re, I was like, um, just the different flavors. Because also um, straight edge for my whole existence. I'm not fucking Vinny Stigma old school. I could talk about my era on, which is. Similar to your guys, Toby's probably a little bit before me and the rest of us are kind of on the same. But the same, like the same thing, Straight Edge was always one of the components of the hardcore show. For sure, yeah. The Straight Edge, the punk, the skateboarder, the skinhead, the ska dude, and maybe a couple sprinkled gothic people. Hopefully some gothic girls. Yes! (laughs) One of my favorite... um, Unitings of hardcore bands ever in the history of our scene is Earth Crisis and Madball. Like when that tour kicked off, I was so fucking psyched because I'm, I was the only straight edge vegetarian hanging out with Hoya and all these dudes. I, know, I was, he was the only, only one. He was. And then I knew the Earth Crisis guys. And then Finally. When those, when those tour happened, like that, I knew there'd be a fucking uh, family brotherhood forever from yeah. those tours. And I knew how much Hoya blazed and how much partying <laughs> and insanity was going on. And the fact that Earth Crisis, who had this image that people thought that they only fucked with people who were strange vegan, did that tour knowing you guys had nothing to do with that, s- spoke volumes to me yeah. from Earth Crisis. And yeah. then you guys doing that tour, it was fuck. It, it warmed my heart, and that became friends forever. And yeah, like, yeah. for sure, yeah. Earth did that, and you guys did that. That made me so happy. No, no, I think even when they booked it, I know they were thinking like people didn't expect that, like Mab on Earth Crisis, because I don't even think no. I don't even think we played a show before that. Did we call before that? No, right? Uh Scott would know. Yeah, exactly. You don't even remember because I, I, I that's what I'm saying. If we did, it was like one maybe, but I don't even think so because I remember being like just knowing the the stories, you know. Oh, these guys are the fucking, you know. Sure, they're the militant. I said, all right, fine. I like that part of their get down, but they were like, I'm like, yeah, but I blaze. So what's going to happen if I blaze? Wait, hold on. Now you got us in a bus. First of all, we're lucky to have a bus in America. So I'm like, that's dope. But they're like, now you're going to split it. Okay, who are we splitting with? All right. These guys that are the opposite of you guys. <laughs> and we're like, oh, dope. And we don't know each other. I was like, cool, dude. No, it, but, was, you know, it was the guilty by association tour. Yeah, you know, it was really like, not. but at the end of the day, yeah, it was like, you know, at the end of the day, like everybody, like, you know, that's what I try to do. I was like, I come from the eras like it's all about respect. You show, you know, you show love, you give love. It don't matter what you do, what's on the menu. That's my my thing. I was like, I I, I was into hardcore before um, um, what was on the menu was important. Yeah. And where and where else in the 80s or the 90s could you find somebody with a mohawk who liked punk, a graffiti artist wearing a Jordan fours and a Jordan flight suit? And a skinhead guy 
and a straight edge Connecticut guy all hanging out at the same time at the same place, loving the same bands. Like that was a magical, magical era of, of hardcore. And I think it set the tone for the inclusivity that, you know, has continued on through the decades. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing with me, like this was the thing with me also why I wanted to do this, not just a fucking, you know, to say, Oh, let me do a straight edge thing. I was like, I grew up like to, again, I'd go to the show, the hardcore show. And in that hardcore show, there was might have been a straight edge band. They might have been the, the punk band. They might have been the oi band. Then there was the the hip band, the hip young band. But it was all that was part of the hardcore show. You know what I mean? It was never. Yeah. And then later on, it became something else. It became oh, so a straight edge show or whatever show. But before we even get into that, obviously, um, we all come from basically three cities that had a big straight edge um 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 uh fucking movement behind it yep. you know so like we'll start richie just you know we don't even gotta go into how you got into the music but straight edge the first straight edge where did that come in the, the fucking in your picture like oh what what's that all about and you know i think i want to get down with that forget the hardcore the straight edge part of you know, right you off want- the bat, I was I was straight edge before I knew what straight edge was. I was just following that path. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I had that vibe, but then I was into Black Sabbath and these weird old metal bands. And, and wait, 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 uh, wait, you're not allowed to listen to Black Sabbath straight. Yeah, that's that's the only <laughs> way. Against the law. That's the all only right, way. Go ahead. And and I was like eating that up, but Sweet was, Leaf. Yeah, yeah. I loved all of that. You know, like I loved all of that stuff. I just didn't indulge at all. Yeah. And I, I, I maybe I didn't for bad reasons, you know, because I was paranoid, never wanted to let anybody get one over on me. And I saw people getting, you know, oh, he's passed out and he got it. Yeah, they, that's they, true. They, they got his wallet. They <laughs> painted his face. They did this. So I was never going to let that happen. So I, w- I was straight edge by default. But then linking mm-hmm. up in the scene, I hear about straight edge and there is a movement by me, but it's kind of like a more judgmental exclusive movement. Yeah. And I thought I'd be welcomed with open arms into that. And it, it didn't work out like that. You know, like the, the scene that was going on in this area at the time was, it was an elitist kind of vibe. Ah. So I was just hanging out with whoever I remained straight edge, but it was judge. When I heard judge, then I related fully. Then I understood, okay, <laughs> it's the music, yeah. it's the vibe. It was, it was like, just I mean that's to me it's one of the greatest first albums of any hardcore band they, like a like a first album to yeah me that, no that, they, they made they made me like straight edge again because to me I always yeah. it was part of my thing and then I started hating them because <clears throat> yeah. the split <laughs> because of separation in the scene I was like yo all of a sudden I, there's a label when I heard oh you into tough guy hardcore I knew there's a problem I was like yeah. no it's hardcore it's you know it was all hardcore you know what I mean I didn't understand it you know, yep. it was all yeah. hardcore to me. Now, Judge then, made me embrace it openly. Yes. Regardless then when of the judge, guys who were judgmental or not, I didn't give a fuck. I was like... The message never... I was always down for whatever. I was like, yo, cool. But when Judge did it, I couldn't deny the record, the music. I was like, yo, that shit is hard. Yeah, I was like, great now these straight-edge motherfuckers got that metal shit. Now, okay, <laughs> talk that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, the old-school shit is cool, but, things. you know, again, you know, then fast-forward, you know, you had to step your shit up and Again, yeah, you know, for, you know, for me personally, I, I don't know if there would be, you know, an earth crisis with that crunch without a judge because judge was the first time I heard. I don't know your, your, ever, you know, I know some of your evolution car, but I remember for me, I was like, 
wow, that's the shit I want to hear my hardcore sound like, like that. Yeah. Enough, some more crossover. It was like kind of Cro-Mag's best wishes on that tip. And I was like, straight edge bands that I heard down here were not sounding like that. Yep. Sure. When, I don't, you know, so. What yeah, about when, you, Carlos? When Judge came out, yeah, that was my favorite for sure. Yeah. And Scott. And it was, you know, so the Judge album influenced us musically and lyrically. And same for Zero Tolerance. Zero, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah Johnny, shout out to Johnny Chow and fucking Air Zero Bryce. Tolerance. Hell yeah. All right. Smoggy. I mean, Zero Tolerance, and when they were playing in the, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, they were a flawless hardcore band. Yeah. There was definitely the uh, uh, a name that always comes back up, especially on this podcast. And I'm glad because great dudes. Yeah. And they came out. I think they, their first band was called New Balance. And they, I think they were fully edge at that point. I think the singer was edged the whole time. But yeah, zero tolerance and ju- zero tolerance face the panic and judge bringing it down. I would I would consider both those masterpieces. You want to know something? How much of a moron I am? Number one, I never knew there was straight edge. Number two, zero tolerance. Is yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Again, you see, I don't see color. You see what I mean? <laughs> you see? That's right, right. I swear to fucking God, because yes, I believe in God. You wait, you don't, you didn't know that until right now. I swear wow. on God, and I believe in uh, God. You heathen sloth. <laughs> <laughs> so Listen, do I. No, I swear to God, oh. though, for real, on the real. Not till you said that. I just thought zero tolerance. You know, it sounds like a hardcore name, and yeah. and I actually traded demo tapes with them back in the day. Demise demos on the lines at CBGBs. Wow. That's why I always had love for. Them and then fast forward, they they were one of the bands who kept with it, and then Johnny later on doing his thing, and Eric and everybody. So demise, demise with a Z. When you look for it, when you look for it, put the Z in there. Well, yeah, when you look in the and the the Smithsonian and the Hall of Fame, the Rocker Hall of Fame is with the Z. All right, first you just got schooled. By Carl from Earth Crisis. You just got schooled by a straight edge man. You know, <laughs> if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be one of these straight edge motherfuckers here. That's why you were invited. You know what I mean? But listen, all right, Carl, first straight edge, like the all right, even if you were living like that, but when you were like, wow, they're calling themselves what I'm living, or I, I like what they're doing, I'm gonna fly that flag. Where was the first taste of that that you get? Was it with a, a certain band or one of your homeboys from the area? Because yeah. to me, everybody in Syracuse was born straight edge. Well, <laughs> after after a certain point, that's true. After yeah. a certain point. <laughs> but originally, and the reason why we, you know, came out as aggressive as we did was because of ri- the original, like, early, mid-80s scene in Syracuse was a punk rock scene. Yeah. And wow. a lot of those guys were absolutely great guys. They are great musicians. We had some awesome bands like... Uh, Milton's Disciples, One Death Two. Um, I remember you were talking about them last time. Yeah, and, yep, and we had and we had the Catatonics, who were awesome. And you know, there were some guys that were a little bit older, a little bit younger, but they really did. Some of those people really did have some problems with. And I'm not talking about within the bands, but some of those people definitely had some substance abuse problems. Yeah, punk rock, no drug addict, punk yeah. rockers. I don't believe it. And no it, way. And it's like we were into graffiti and we were into skateboarding. So we're into uh, into all this high energy adrenaline type stuff, you know, running from the cops type stuff. And it's like, oh, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want anything other than more of this. 
Yeah. So we saw like some bad examples of substance abuse in it within our own families. And then with some of our friends who are a little bit older, we're like, we're not going that way. We're going to go a different way. So, and then after a certain point, yeah, you're right. It's like, we kind of set a tone. And then you had the other bands like Uprise and Green Rage and Solstice and later Black Sheep Squadron and, you know, Black Go- Sheep Squadron. I never even heard that. That's a hard name. I, was like, I never heard of that either. That's a hard name. A hard yeah. name, right? And Ghost Ship and now Trail of Lies. So, I mean, we've had kind of an unbroken chain for going on 30 years of yeah, different cool. different straight edge bands, different straight edge bands. Definitely in the fucking water there. And, and, and Toby, what and, and you, you got it from because you were by that D.C. Maryland area. It's always been lingering yeah. around like and that's yeah. what the, oh, it's weird because like you call it's that punk mix punk. And and then, you know, in New York and like me and Richie was also the thrash metal mix with the hardcore and for sure some yeah. of the punk, you, like you could decide if you want to dabble with the punk instead or oh, the metal shit you know right. we were in the middle of that toby yeah. where was the first like straight edge oh I, that, what's that that straight edge was it a band was it a specific band or a specific person yeah so for me my brothers got me in the skateboard and they also got me the punk rock ramones sex pistols all this you know all the basics clash and uh i could skate to all that stuff but then when i heard my like I was like 13, my brothers were smoking and drinking. They were my mom was working three jobs, and my brothers were uh, watching me, sneaking me to shows, which was wonderful. But they were also smoking weed and drinking. And that was kind of that scared me, you know. And uh, then, then when I heard my threat, I kind of found that on my own after all the stuff they turned me on to. And then just listening to the lyrics and then hearing this song "Straight Edge," I was like, "Holy That's shit!" It. Like it's like like these guys are like me. They're I can skate to them. They're super aggressive. And yeah. they're telling me I don't have to fucking drink or smoke to be fucking cool. Sign me up. And then I made a commitment like at 13 years old. I'm like, yeah. this is this is me. I don't need it. And I just never did it after that. And then later on, obviously, loving and admiring the New York scene and moving up to New York and live with GB and all that. Took it to the vegetarian, vegan, yeah. different level, you know? Okay, no, that's good because that was my next question. And I'll start with you right there because that's what I was wondering. What? What kind of straight edge did you start at? Because like we like we just spoke about there's different kinds of straight edge. And I know some guys through their straight edge journey, like yourself, sometimes you're vegetarian, then go to vegan yeah. or vice versa. Or sometimes you just stay one way or like Richie, he dabbled in, in, in livestock and then he hasn't, you know, whatever you want. <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? So like, OK, what, what, what kind of straight edge were you when you started and then you know, it don't matter where you are now, but what was it that you started as? Were you a vegetarian straight edge? Were you just straight edge with not drinking and all that? You know what I mean? I, I, like, Yeah, I mean, I never tried anything my whole life. So even back then, I was just like, I'm just, I guess this is what I am because I haven't tried anything and I don't want to. So, so I guess I am a straight edge start. <laughs> yeah, and then, and, You were winning. And, he was like, I'm winning. Yeah, and then my mom, my mom didn't really, she made her like her famous meatloaf. She made like, I never had fish my entire life except for one time, maybe like, a fucking fish stick in a microwave so we wouldn't have oh, lots of meat dope. so like and so I, did, I didn't really fuck with it anyway then when i when i'm 18 i moved to new york and and i end up living with jimmy chunks and all through queens and end up with gb house and then you know listening to krs1 and boogie down productions listening to hip-hop and punk and my my philosophy came out in 1988 the same time that gb star today came out i got to sing on that record i was living with those dudes i made a at, at, at that moment at 18, I was like, yo, I ain't fuck with meat no more. I'll become vegetarian. Uh, all right. So vegetarian around that time, 80, around when yeah. that. Biscuit. So you were like, OK, 
that's it, 88. I'm veg so vegetarian. You started with because I know you being vegetarian, then being vegan a long time, and yeah. then a little bit vegetarian, then vegan again for how you've been forever for a long time. So, yeah, vegetarian. To, to me, it just made it just made sense. Like, the, the, the what attracted me to hardcore was the positive and then making the difference and changing. Like, a lot of the other punk rock was like, fuck your parents, anarchy, yeah. never mind the bollocks, all that shit yeah. was cute. But I love my mom. My, yeah, mom, yeah. my mom raised me boys. I didn't hate my mom. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And, and, and then like it's, it's, it's easy to say fuck, it's, easy, it's easy to say fuck everything but to me hardcore's like yo this shit sucks let's fucking fix it yes and that's what it, that's what attracted me like let's, let's make a change like to yeah. quote you to today like yeah. let's do something yeah. and so like let's stop hurting animals let's think about the environment the planet all that shit just came it just it just it just it was natural you know what i mean like and the, all the bands i was loving and listening to they were singing about it and yeah. I don't know, just it was easy. And, for me. and Richie, you so all right, obviously you were living that lifestyle before, but I know you went vegetarian for a long time. I don't know if you're vegetarian right now or what I, I was vegetarian a couple times, off and on. If I feel a certain way, I'll do it for a little while. And yeah. uh if you know, then I'll go back if I feel a different way. I always feel like the initial change, I feel good. Then it wears off. Then I go back into a different diet, and then that feels good for a while, then that wears off. Unfortunately, I don't I never did it for any kind of compassion related issues. You know, that, uh, that's a, that's a good thing. You know, what I, mean? I know I just you kind of trust me. And he and, I, and he means that. So, yeah, I, I, it's just uh, I did it for other reasons. But I, I respect that. That's like such that's a, that's a cool thing. And I'll tell you what, one time the last time I, we were on a tour, Gorilla Biscuits, H2O, I asked Siv and Toby. And then later on, I text this question late night to Carl once because they're all they're all known vegans and straight edge. And I said, if you had a choice and you can only pick one, what would you pick? And Carl's response was incredible. Wait, so, was, so what was the question? Repeat the, the question was if you can only pick one okay. straight edge or vegan. Which would be your choice? Okay, now first let's start. So you're what was Toby's answer? So you remember? I remember. I remember. Well, Toby know. at the time he picked vegan. Okay. Siv Fine. actually picked straight edge. Which, which, which uh, Toby I believe because I know Toby. Yeah. You know Toby could he likes living through me for certain things. <laughs> so not that he would not that he would do it, but he likes when I do certain things. So I can see him saying, you know what, the animals will still be good, and I can you know let let that part to okay. I could, I could never do any of it. Fuck it. That's the worst question I've ever been asked. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the, I, I so cornered good. them both. I that's cornered the them both. All right. And what, really about, did. and what about Carlos? What's was Carlos? I want to hear this. because I don't know if he could duplicate it, but it was he, an incredible He response. bobbed and weaved. I know. What, what was it? <laughs> I got to hear it. He, you know what he did? He texts Cochran and a couple other lawyers. He says, what do you think of my answer? Before I forward it to fucking Richie. <laughs> So, so all right, so whatever. All right, so what was Carl's answer? All right, yeah, yeah. Carl, yeah. Carl, what was it? you remember or no? No, I honestly don't. Uh, listen, I got my phone. It. I'll look. When did you send me the text? Listen, no, you're gonna no, have to go on my Patreon to get the answer. That's no. the hardest fucking question. That's the hardest question, that, man. But that is fucking amazing. But okay, can, what about I, now, I, Carl? I, wait, I could say this. I could say. Maybe I'm not really edge because I went and saw Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop that's, in an arena with so much weed, and I walked up super dizzy. That, again, that's why I, that's why I mean you're better off picking the vegan part than the straight edge part because you're already <laughs> contaminated by association. Oh fuck, man! No, we saw. Listen, if you were within ten miles of that arena from the Up and Smoke tour, you were lit. <laughs> 
And Carlos, I gave Carl mad hugs. He's been high. He even knows it or not. He don't even know. Too late. Ray Did you smoke? Were you smoking weed on the Earth Crisis tour bus? Oh, are you kidding what? me? Yeah, no, but, but, but. This is and this is a true story, everybody. So in the beginning, I, right away, because I didn't know them, and I'm like, nobody gonna fucking tell me, ba 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 ba. You know, I'm already I'm already fighting <laughs> with them, and I didn't know them because you know we're just hearing. Basically, long story short, there was a certain band that said, "Yo, those guys are gonna be like that." Yo, like they kind of were throwing, um, fire. Uh, um, what do you call it? gas? Who was it? I want a name. Who was it? I won't say Snapcase. It was Snapcase. Yeah. Yes. And um, anyway, I won't say no name. Snapcase. But it was anyway, a singer, wasn't it? I, to be honest with you, I don't remember because I don't really know them like that. But I remember them kind of like, "Yo," and then I want to say, "Him and um, Dennis were probably fighting." Listen, you know, what's funny, because I want to say at the time in your camp, after we became friends, we had kind of heard like, yeah, they were kind of feeling, you know, throwing things around kind of like, oh, you guys are going to get beat up or they're going to flip like, you know, kind of that shit. Well, anyway, long story short, I was like, whatever. But also, you know, I also know, you know, we're lucky to have a bus. We never had a bus and that kind of shit. And all right. Where it's, you know, where label mates or whatever. And, you know, same management. I was like, all right, whatever. Let me let's be cool. And then right off the grip, we got along and I'm like, no, what I'm going to do? I go, these niggas are cool. What I'm going to do? Light up now. I know that I know they don't like it. <laughs> What's up? What I'm going to do? Fucking light up. I go, nah, they're cool. All right, let me go out. And so they, you never said, on a bus on, they, they never said, no, hold on. Let me finish. All right, all right. They never said nothing to me. So to me, to be an ass. So if somebody said, because this happened in the past where a band right away, before I even do it, says, yo, you can't do this. The minute you do that, I'll roll a blunt and light it right in your face. The minute you tell me not to. Because, number one, I'm not built like that. But that you assume that, now I give it to you times 10. Right? right. So right off the grip, we got along. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, they're cool. And I was like, let me go out back. Obviously, it was a 50-50. We sharing the thing or whatever. We got along fine. And I was like, all right, look, look at Freddie don't smoke. He never liked smoke. I always blaze. Me and him come as a, a joint package. Yeah. But we always had a heaven and hell, we call it. The back was always <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. and the front was heaven. <laughs> so it worked out like if I smoked and there was never really so cigarette smoke. It was just herb. And that was in the back if there was. And the front was always clear. And it worked out. Everybody respected. Even then, you know, I had love for these guys. So whenever I, I had the chance to go out, I'll be like, y'all go out. You know what, it, though? I do think that we were friends before that tour. Yes, but I like, think, but like, if I feel like not as obviously we were living with each other. So it that's felt like, true. like it we felt did. a little bit more like, I don't know. I felt like yeah, if I, you I, do, if you do a seven week tour yeah. with a band and you're living on the same bus, it's like you lived in the same house. Yeah. Yeah. By know, the end of it, it's like you were roommates. That's like, absolutely true. Like we were probably cool, but it was still like. You know, we were new we, to each other. Yeah, yeah. we you know, we have a show together. We, we're backstage together for an hour together and like still kind of feeling each other out like, oh, you know, but but here's the thing for us. Like if you you know, if you met us or saw us when we were like 17, 18, 19, 20, you wouldn't be like, oh, those guys are hardcore guys. Or those guys are punk guys or metal guys. You'd be like, oh, those kids are skaters. Yeah. So yeah. we were surrounded by dudes that were heavy drinkers. Yeah. And and we're smoking tons of weed. Late. So that that was all normalcy to us. That was just not what we were into. Now, OK, and again, the straight edge I knew was that same straight edge. Like what Toby is, they grew up. We grew up with a mix of everybody. There was a yeah. Krishna, a punk rock guy, a white power guy. You know, there was always 
the degenerates all in one spot. Right. You know, the artist, the, the rich kid, the poor kid, the druggie, the, there was always that. So I, I already was with that. But then you Earth Crisis comes out and they're like, no, this is a different breed of animal. These guys are like I said, <laughs> these guys are on some militant shit. I'm like, oh, OK, so, oh, they turn up. I heard stories about this and that. So I'm like, oh, you know, these guys got some squabbles to them. Maybe they might, you know, take offense to my leisure activities. <laughs> You know, so, you know, it was one of those. But then, you know, that shit lasted. A f- I don't even remember. Exactly. I don't even remember it being like that, like that, that moment when it wasn't cool. You know what I mean? I, so that shit yeah. probably lasted a minute. You know, I, but- I remember I remember that tour because I was so I was like, for some reason, like proud when I saw the flyer of Madball oh, playing with Earth Crisis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just like a. Yeah. Like a merging of of the the shit that I love that I normally wouldn't think it, it would you know before yeah. that I agree a lot, a lot of people I I was psyched on it because people didn't want it to work yeah you know what I mean like people yeah. expected like oh they're the two militant people of their world the tough guy band the men oh they're not supposed to get along and whatever but yeah. all right now let me ask you this though out of this, this is the one thing with the straighted shit that was always a a hard thing for me to swallow Uh-oh. and it ain't a main part of straight edge but. It was to the real straight edge, to the Ian McCars, me and K's or whatever. Yo, you you're, you're talking right now to the real straight edge. Yes, <laughs> I know. I got. It. Oh, yeah. By the way, Richie claimed the, 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 the original. What was it? The, no. But anyway, listen. Oh, ahead, but but all right. The no sex part right away. That was a no go for the kid right here. You know, that was even if I wasn't getting ass at the time, <laughs> I was like, whoa, hey, you want me to not get something I'm, I want? And that was too much restraint, too much. What was the and like in the song? Too No restraints. But his thing, his thing was, though, when, you know, what Minor Threat said that he was talking about not being promiscuous. He exactly. wasn't saying he wasn't going to hang out with his lady and have fun. Uh, I mean, that, he, but that's he, how you interpreted it. Or, I mean, well, the dude, really here's the thing. The dude married a riot girl. He's definitely having fun. Listen, shout has, out to Ian McKay. Shout out to Ian McKay on the Smoking Word podcast. And, and he has kids, I've heard. So he's probably having more yeah. fun than anybody else. Now, even with that part, that was the part for me. that. But I also knew it wasn't everybody. That's why I always bugged out with straight edge. Like, wow, there's yeah. different styles. There's that. Like, the, the die hard with that. There's. I used to be like, wow, this is fucking crazy. Like, wow, that's like real monk taking the monk. Yo, you know what? Kind of <laughs> way, right? In no straight sex, edge. No nothing. In straight edge right now, there's an aspect of straight edge. I, it seems more of a West Coast thing where it's really porn. It revolves around porn. It's like straight edge porn people. Really? All over. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, it's, wait, it's wait, 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 wait. Very wait, weird wait. to me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Rewind. it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What did you guys? I you guys ah. never noticed this? It's it seems like you hear Toby said, "No, not me, not me." That no, not, I'm not talking about Toby. Moon's behind the camera. About... Moon's behind no, the camera. And Toby goes, "Hell no, I don't what? know what you're talking about." There's, there's a bunch of real. That's real. Yes, okay. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Toby's wow. googling that shit right now. I'm seeing that shit a lot, and I don't like it. I'm not fool. You guys are crazy. Straight edge porn freaks, sex addicts. No, but you know what? All jokes. Real shit. It's real shit. I'm not surprised. Because now it's just, oh, let's what what mishmash of of you know of uh subcultures we can put together yeah, yeah. and it try to you know be like yeah it don't matter it ain't even like you know but that's that's part of it there's I'm I'm serious that's a thing then there's like you know like we talked about the the, the vegan straight edge crossover that's a that's its own thing yeah. but uh 
People always thought that Triple X DC was born, right? People yeah. always thought that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. Right. I never, yeah, I guess. So right. I never even, I never, I never thought I was just the. Uh, let, let me ask you this. All right, with the whole straight edge, and I'll start. I'll start with Carlos. No drugs, drinking ever, even trying it, tasting it, nothing, cigarette, anything. No, no, not not none of them. And here's the thing: at my parents' church, communion was yeah. with white grape juice instead of wine. Oh, why? But I the, love that. I love but, that. But, but yeah. in all reality, wine is grape juice. Just left out of no. I know, but I mean, they had they had the red and the white. So if somebody you know, it was clearly for like all the old Norwegian German guys, you know, to not who had a problem with alcohol to not have to have it, you know. But yeah, as a kid, I would just drink the grape juice and then I always did. Carl, so, you wow. anything? Hold up. Yeah, Carl no. says nothing. No. I love this. I love this. No. See, to me, straight edge is birth till death. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Listen, so you got I, three guys on here, authentic, think, yeah, true OG straight edge. <laughs> I think not fly so. by nights, not I'm in recovery, so I got straight edge. <laughs> I'm, in reco- I'm in recovery. Toby, I know Toby's as it, but Toby nothing. too. Nothing. 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 Let me tell you, Liquid this death. may not be vegan, but this shit is banging, motherfucker. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. Crap, you disappeared. What's going on? I know. My, 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 this shit, boom. Oh, what is this? Chocolate? I like Yeah, this shit is Brookside, dark chocolate covered blueberries. Let me tell you. That's good. I'll pay for it. I don't even want it for free. I'll pay for it. You go, Hoya. You look great. Has any of of your yeah. new regimen of working out or diet anything have any kind of vegan elements to it or no? Yes, yes. It's not. I don't like. I said I was. Um, some days I'm vegan and not as a joke, but like some days, like I some days even with meat, I don't eat red meat anymore. I eat um chicken breast and fish, and then some days I'll just do vegetables, which it's basically a vegan meal. I may not skim through everything I eat, but I'll just eat like you know roasted vegetables and fucking you know. So. Some type of something, but I'll do that. I mix it in and that definitely, you know, it helps. Uh, it definitely helped me with my whole um, routine working out. And um, you look incredible. And, thank you. And incredible. Still, still. But I, but I definitely, uh, you know, I tell anybody out there, I was like, you know, people automatically assume they try to jump into a lifestyle overnight. And I was like, that's the first mistake. It, it, you know, nothing you learn overnight. You, you know, you get your feet wet. And that's how you start. You know, you learn because yeah. you got to remember this. Not everybody's gifted to be, come from a world where we have the towels, you know, the, the Tobies or people like that know this or been around with the food game for 100 years. And we, you call, you know, every restaurant for 20, years, you know, whatever it is. Not everybody knows that. Yeah. You know, so they, they got to be schooled. And then that's where I get into beef sometimes with some people that are shit on people for trying. And I'm like, yo, you I want this that. guy to become a fucking vegan one day? Word. Stop shitting on him for fucking taking a baby step and not diving in. You know yeah, what? Yeah, I, when I, you dive in, I, you I fuck up. Yeah, you got to be encouraging. And you know what? It was very noticeable when we saw the uh, when we saw the Madball Bloodlet or, or Blood Clot show yeah. uh, from from New York in the park. That was awesome. So awesome. cheers to you guys for that. Thank yeah, you. I mean, everybody looked like they've been just living in a gym. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, no, you know, I had. You know, the routine, we got to get our shit together. But um, again, Adam Blake, you know, I talk about him all the time. My secret weapon, I call him. Yeah. You know, again, like I tell people, you know, um, you reach out, you'd be surprised who's out there. And, you know, if I had a question on something, I would hit up Adam Blake. 
You know, he works out here. If anybody needs a fucking trainer, hire him. Even if he's not for hired, pay him. But he yeah. knows, like, basically, again, I would say, listen, all right, I'm trying to clean up. What could I do? Like, you know, I want to get off meat. You know, uh, what's a protein diet? He'll give me a quick rundown or, you know, what could I do to add to my diet? You know, um, you know, he was realistic, not trying to give me a vegan diet. He'd be like, okay, what are you eating? You know, kind of thing. And then, okay, try to do this, this and that, which was Boy, great. What, what was the biggest inspiration or reason for making this drastic, which I think is one of the most positive changes any of our friends made during the pandemic that I know personally, that's been my friend for over 20 years. Like you, you shit, you turn your whole shit around and you look incredible. So what, what, what made that happen? No, it was just, you know, my, my mom's passed away, but not from COVID, but right in the beginning of COVID, you know, I've, I've talked about it in the past, but, um, yeah. but, but long story short, uh, my, you guys know I'm a single father and my mother yeah. was basically raising my oldest son, you know, since he's been one and a half. So, you know, in the back of my head, you know, I always had that in the, you know, there was always in the back of my one, you know, one day my mother's going to pass away. Okay. Try not to think about it, but there it happened. She was fighting cancer. So we kind of saw where it was coming. So basically I knew it was crunch time. Now I know, you know, that was my last line of defense, you know, was my mom's. Now it's just me. You know, of course my father's here and I got a brother. He helps, but you know what I mean? Like as far as a mother, father kind of thing. I yeah. said, now he just got one. It's just me. And I told myself, I'm going to do whatever I could do in my own um, uh, my own reach to stay alive yep. as long as possible. And I said, the things that I got control of is what I eat and, you know, and um, and how much, you know, um, what I do to extend my life. Right. And for my son, all it took was that. I was like, you kidding me? I said, I thought of my son being a fucking, an, you know, uh, an orphan. Right. And, Damn, man. and that alone, I swore now while I'm alive, God takes me when he's ready to take me, but I'm not going to give him a head start because I want to <laughs> eat a fucking Big Mac. Right. So, right. so I just said, fuck that. And, and I don't look back and I'm good. You know, I'm fine with, you know, how I'm now. I'm, you know, you know, like, again, I know I got extra years of my life. That means I get my sons for a couple extra years and that's enough. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And so, but I'm so sorry for lost your mom. I met yeah. your mom many times. She was an amazing woman. And yeah. I'm so fucking proud of you, man. Like now, I'm you so know, and I know all you guys, and I'm glad all you guys I feel mad, you know, everybody been good, you know, fucking showing mad love. And I'm glad and I go, go, go figure. My mom's gave me fucking superpowers from the other side. You know, she did that while she was passing. That was like, you know, even wow. at the worst time, I did something that I could have, you know, I didn't do in fucking 40 plus years. You know, not just because I needed to. I thought of my mother, what she would want of me. She'd be like, yo, you got to do this shit for your boys. And, right. and, I, and I'm a mama's boy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that means I got to make mama proud. So while I'm on this earth, I'm for my boys and all about fucking life. But, but, you Love know, but, that. but, you know, but, but definitely the, 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 the vegan, I brought it into my lifestyle here and then. And I, and I advise anybody who's thinking about it. You don't got to dive into it. But you could fucking baby step into it. And then, you know, you never know. You, you know, I, I definitely got a lot more. I, you know, I never had hate for it, but I got a lot, a lot more love for it because there's a lot more variety of foods available now. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's way easier than it's ever been. Yeah. Way you know, easier. yeah. You know, and um, and, and, and that's the shit. So I tell everybody, hey, go for it. You know, I said, hey, try it all. Because, you know, people, when they do anything too gung ho in one day, you know, you can't do nothing in one day. You, you know, you got to. 
you know, you learn, you learn what you work with. You learn, you know, the right thing. See, because you could also be a bad vegan. We all know that you could be a bad, bad straight like, like me. I'm a yeah, bad yeah. vegan. That's why I love you. <laughs> you a bad one. You one of them bad ones. You, I, I love when people like do meatless Mondays or try this. Like, yeah, I love that, dude. I love oh yeah, people trying, man. You know, hey, like, I, you know, I do it, it with my helps. sons. I don't make my sons not do this, but I tell them, I said, hey, look it, you know, you want to eat that? Because I hear my son sometimes. Oh, look at the poor little pig. I said, yeah, but you eat bacon, right? And I right. remind them. And oh, yeah, but that's different. I go, no, it ain't different, dude. That's what it is. <laughs> I remind them because it's true. You know, I'm like, don't forget what it is. I don't never want to be what, fake also. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, I'm not. Have you, what happened? Have you got like a like a physical checkup since you lost all the weight. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And. You know, I hate you know, I hate talking about it because I, you know, it's one of those. No, I love, this is no, no, I'm asking. This is so inspirational. No, I know, I don't want to because of that, but thank God again because I believe in God, you heathen sloths out there. <laughs> I know Carl loves that, but I got two physicals since you know this whole last year to check, and from the even from the first to the second, the doctor goes, I don't know what you're doing, but yo, I was I was diabetic before. I beat all that shit before. But 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 that besides that, she's like, yo, I don't know. She, literally, I don't know what the fuck you doing, but keep doing it. And she was like, all my everything, you know, all blood pressure, all that. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't take nothing. No high blood pressure. No nothing. I thought I had sleep apnea. At least I took a test. I don't even got that. I was like, you don't wow. understand. And I swore to God again. I believe in God. <laughs> you heathen sloths out there. But I said no. But I swore at one point. I thought I was fucked up. You know, when all that was happening, I had an anxiety attack. I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna leave my son fucking uh, orphan. Yeah, and man. I, you know, my health, whatever. And I, and I started thinking. So I was like thinking the worst. But you know, thank God I started training. I changed my whole shit around. And I swore to God. I said, God, give me a chance and watch me rock this shit. I said, give me a chance for my sons. And I rocked the shit. I say it. I said it just like that. And the minute no. the doctor said, listen, you know, you don't got diabetes and your, your kidneys aren't fucked up. You got arthritis in your back a little bit. That's what they told me. I said, it's on. I started doing push-ups. I fucking went vegan for a couple of months. Vegetarian. I did all types of stuff. Crazy shit. Hoya, you're doing great. You just... God is going to be very happy once you stop with the weed and then you're going to be good. Listen, God invented it, dude, the burning bush. He invented yeah. poison ivy, too. Yo. <laughs> you motherfuckers eat it. You motherfuckers eat it. I blaze it. You fucking got to take all the fun. How do you like, feel being on stage, putting a bass on and playing as far as energies wise and moving around on stage first time? To be honest with you, I, you know, I couldn't really tell because just being trying to remember the songs was more like yeah. You know, yeah. I'm still more on that tip more than thinking like how I felt. But why I could tell mainly is on my clothes. You know, that's why I'm like, oh, shit, because I wear extra large now on a shirt, you know, like, yo, I used to make I used to make you custom five X. shirts. I know five. I send you five X. I know. Shirts. That's why I was rocking. H2O was the first band to make me shirts my size. That's why I always had probably early H2O shirts. Fuck, man. <laughs> two, now you're two X. No, yeah, I'm, I'm one X now. Yeah, 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 get it. Yeah, yeah, us three are one X two as well. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm a two. I, I'm a I'm a one X. Then you wash it. Then I'm a no X. Then I gotta go up two Xs. So I'm still fronting as a one X. Holy shit! But um, um, it's incredible. It's super inspiring, man. Oh, uh, but like, yeah, well, the one thing I wanted to say, ask about this while I got you guys because this is something that I always brought up, and this was important with the whole straight edge shit. So, you know, and and um, where you think 
if you think anything. All right. Like I said, I grew up with straight edge being a part of everyday hardcore. Right. One, we know it was like we said, it was a skinhead, uh, the Krishna, the straight edge kid, whatever. And then at one point it started separating. And I have my theories on why it separated and people may have heard it where, you know, in my opinion, certain bands excluded themselves and made, you know, they probably, even if they didn't do it um, uh, um, consciously, but them labeling them, label, giving that movement a label separated themselves just from being a hardcore band. You know, if you want to call a youth crew or whatever, whatever specific band, you know, I got theories on what if certain bands that maybe were involved with it, that again, if they didn't do it specifically, their following did and then excluded themselves and separated straight edge from regular hardcore. And then it became straight edge hardcore and then whatever hardcore. Do you guys you must have guys I know you guys felt that from when we first came up because it's definitely changed. And I know we all come from an era where. It definitely divided. Do you have any theories on it or you just think that was a natural evolution that was going to happen, that it was just going to happen, not because of a certain band or movement. It was just going to naturally happen. I mean, I, I don't know if it was mm. something that occurred organically. I know that we definitely didn't stray from New York hardcore. We played with everybody. We played with metal bands and punk bands and all everyone from, you know, Brooklyn and Queens and Lower East Side. Like those, those were predominantly the bands that we toured with. Yeah. I mean, we, over all these years, there's very few, I mean, we played shows with other straight edge bands, but I mean, tours were very few and far between with other straight edge bands. And you see also with you, it's also maybe for you a little different, even than Toby and Richie from your area. So your area area was kind of special also from like um, how we mixed and how you guys mix. It was still New York, but you also had a different thrash mix with it. And it's also different connections to different parts like, the Ohio's, you know, the, the the like different areas that had different vibes. So it brought different vibes to your scene. And for sure. Yeah. And also in, in the layout, we all grew up with the youth of today's, the Gorilla Biscuits and all that. But maybe in our scenes up there, you had your own other bands leading those movements. Right. So like, let's say yeah. Toby, like we kind of coming in and also Richie, like the bands that where we were at was it was the youth of today's, the the Gorilla GB. Biscuits. Yeah, they were probably the, the, the front guys. Judge. And, you know, yeah, and Judge, obviously, or whatever. You know, and, and, and I'll say my theory, just to, to, to refresh and to finish off the, the other two guys so you can know what I'm talking about a little bit more or less. I always felt, you know, it came with Youth of Today, which I loved early Youth of Today. But the whole thing was, I remember all of a sudden it becoming, oh, there's straight edge shows. I remember Liz hearing that title. Oh, there's a straight edge show going on. Maybe that title went on before me, but my existence early on, I never heard it. And then one time I heard it and I was like, what do you mean a straight edge? And they're like, oh, you know, it's a youth crew show or something. And I go, oh, you mean only youth crews allowed? I'm like, yeah, the fuck youth crew. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? What's the first thing you're going to tell a kid? Oh, it's, oh, it's, you're, you're excluding. And I never forget that because I'm like, wait a minute, because guess who was at all the Youth of Today shows? Guess right. who was at the Gorilla Biscuit shows? Right, guess right. who was at all the Instead shows? Guess who was at all the No For An Answer shows? It wasn't just straight edge motherfuckers. It was all of us. Right. right. And we and right. we were the guys up in Syracuse that would see Sick of It All and Agnostic yeah, Front and Chromax. You know, it's like, yeah, there was no 
there was no desire to uh, to separate from hardcore, but there was a desire to have like a mark of distinction when it came to vegan strange. Okay, gotcha. this isn't this isn't something that is we're gonna toy with. This is something that we're gonna live true to. You know gotcha. what I mean? So that that was our goal because a lot of those earlier bands, you know, they were straight edge for three, four years. Maybe they lasted five, six, seven years tops. But then they, you know, for the most part, most of those bands didn't stay involved. Yeah. And they didn't stay straight edge. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, we're gonna do our own version of it and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have kind of a clear definition. But then again, we were out there touring with Bloodlad and everybody else. You know what I mean? And damnation and and you guys. Yeah, yeah, no. Later we learned that. And that's why I said, man, Syrac that area has its own different way to tick, which is dope, which I learned later on in life how you guys ticked and all that shit. Richie, Richie, then Toby, but Richie, do you we've talked about this and you know where, where I'm coming from with this. What no, do you I, think I'm of my theory? And I don't know if you agree or do you see it in any other way or you have any theories on it? Because I definitely saw a split and that bothered me again. It, that's why I wanted to do this. Not just because you guys are my boys. I wanted to show love that, you know, also straight edge is one of these bricks that fucking this thing is built on. For it's, sure, yeah. it, it, it's, it's very important to be talked about. But I also, you know, like anything great, there's always the inner, the little inside beefs so or little yeah, uh, little soapbox drama that, you know, that's what we're here to talk about. And this is shit that we've all kind of talked about behind the scenes, you know. No, For I know sure. exactly what you're talking about. And with it was it was bands like Youth of Today that I, I just never liked them. I, you know, right off the bat, I felt like, OK, this is for certain people. And if it's for certain people, I don't want to be there. That I could uh, be wrong. I don't yeah. know those people personally, but I felt like, OK, they're not being inclusive i never had that feeling about a straight edge band like earth crisis i never had that feeling about a, a straight edge band like h2o you know what i mean yeah. but for youth of today and some bands from that era i didn't like them at all i didn't like the idea of it and i always liked you know there were scenes where you know 90 percent of the kids in one area are straight edge and and that's cool but that just wasn't my area yeah so I'm like it's easy to be straight edge when that's the cool thing you know what i mean yeah, it's everybody's straight edge, mine as well. But when you go to a spot, probably like the Lower East Side, and you see, oh, the, out of all of these people, you got only like three straight edge heads here. Those are real straight edge motherfuckers that are probably still straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I always yeah. notice that stuff. But I didn't like the vibe. Like I said off the bat, and I, I you know, locally in, in PA, there was a lot of bands that were very exclusive, and they would look. I'll be honest, they would look down on a band like Madball. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it would blow my mind. Like, what do you mean? You're you're looking down an agnostic front and mad ball? Like, who the fuck are you to do that? Like, that's some that's crazy to me. But there was that vibe for a while. And you know, surely enough, that whole straight edge scene depleted. Like Carl said, a lot of those bands did a handful of uh a couple demos or a couple years, even even the, the bands who were the cream of the crop at the time. And mm -hmm. of course they stopped being straight edge, you know, so many. But I never liked bands that had like that vibe to them. You know what I mean? I and did like break down the today. walls. That was my joint. That does a great song, right? I, I just I couldn't you get I, I liked it. I liked the lyrics of that song. No, I liked, I liked the a couple of, of songs. And yeah. you know what? And they had the their shows were mad energetic. So I used to love straight edge shows because they were like, oh, stage diving. You knew off the grip. Yeah. You know, I loved Gorilla Biscuits. I said, oh, Gorilla Biscuits. One is going to be packed. You know, oh, and everybody's be stage diving. 
you know, even you that any straight edge show, you with know, GB, all I felt a different vibe with GB because because the front man was a different style of front man than yes. the Today type and, guy. And you know what's funny I mean, with you Today? It was I we all went to you the Today shows and it was not maybe nothing specifically they said. It was what they kind of crowd said, and then kind of they went with that way, you know, kind of they yeah. kept. So since they were the loudest and their crowd was rocking that way, I said, all right, then fuck you. You know, then I'm, you're to blame. You know what yeah. I mean? You're, no, you're I the face that, of I it. got that vibe, too, as a straight edge guy, just because, because to me, hardcore first, hardcore for hardcore, hardcore first. And and, and we had that. the Gorilla Biscuits in our neighborhood. So to, again, people used to try to be like, you guys are just me. Just, I'm like. Gorilla Biscuit House place. was in our neighborhood where we used to hang out. The park where we were, fucking Siv lived there. Gus Straight Edge, Toby lived there. Jackson Heights. You know, yeah. re, you know, straight edge motherfuckers. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't like, oh, we can't be cool with the guys because they fucking don't want to eat fucking spaghetti and meatballs. Yo, yo, let, me, let me tell you <laughs> about yeah, Siv. Me, when I asked like, Siv about straight edge, he said, I'm still straight edge because I'm not going to let anybody talk shit and call me a sellout. And when he said that, I, I love that shit. Like, that's a that's a crazy person to talk things like that, right? Like, they will guide their life a certain way because they said something and they're going to stick to it. And I'm not going to let somebody else talk shit. You know what I mean? So he kind of saying it's not the, the super important to him like it once was, but it's important enough to make sure nobody's going to talk any shit. You know what I mean? I and like yet- that. And, and Toby, I, yeah, and Toby, I know you yeah. felt it, even if you didn't feel it was a band or something, but I know you felt it because you come from that era where even you, like you said, you were the only straight edge dude hanging out with us. Yeah. So, and I love that. I, 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 so to go back to two things one, Carl, how you guys always play with diverse bands. I think your guys was your message. You want to get your message to the masses. Yeah, any way you smart. Could, any kind of crowd. You didn't just want to preach to the converted. Just only play to that type of crowd because those kids already loved you and believed you and they already were straight edge vegans. So yeah. I love the fact that Earth Crisis did play with Madball and try to get their message to different crowds. And so, yeah, I love Youth of Today. I love I, I love Youth of Today. I saw them play. I love their music. They inspire me. But yeah. at the same time, I was hanging out with Hoya and yeah. Isaac and Freddie and all these dudes and the t- token entry dudes and Anthony Killing Time yeah. who wasn't straight edge. And I, I, I was accepted into this New York family it was a dysfunctional family and not every single one of them was straight edge. It was all different walks of life. And that's what attracted me to hardcore punk. We weren't all the exactly the same. Yeah. We all, we, we all thought the same and agreed on yeah. so many things about fixing this fucked up world. But boy, was smoking a blunt next to me or Freddie had a 40 ounce. And I was carrying the, I was carrying the boom box on fucking St. Mark's. And I was the only straight edge guy. And I fucking love that. And I love my friends for who they were, not because they drank or smoked or didn't eat meat. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And so like, I, I, I never all that stuff is cool. I, I love the movement. I love that so many kids were inspired to not drink or smoke or do drugs from this music that we're yeah. so lucky to be a part of. I love that. But I never judged anyone. I gave a fuck. If you were, you weren't. And to me, it was my personal choice. And that's what I got my whole life. Like, my fucking wife's not even straight. She's married yeah. to 25 fucking years. All my friends were like, so me, like, I just loved I loved it for me and I yeah. love the movement. I loved all the, of I loved all those bands and they were changing the world and, and, and affected so many people's lives. But I did, I just, I loved my friends and I, and I think it'd be so boring if all my friends were all exactly the same. And all we talked about was like, what fucking tofu we tried today. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I love the diversity of all my friends. And I think that's, that's what made me who I fucking am. And that's 
who molded me by moving to New York. Yeah, and that's why I, I always use Toby for an example, and also Carl, because they're the more extreme. You know, with Richie's in the between, it's kind of like, oh, Richie's a meathead. You guys are meathead. It's kind of more ah. normal. You know, where you guys, they bug out with Carl and whatever, but I'm like, I'm like, I try to do it also to show on both sides. Look at meatheads. You know, it's already old with the whole, oh, with the vegan shit. And then it's also with the vegan dudes. Don't be scared. Not every meathead wants to kill you because of your, of your fucking what's on the menu. You know, it goes both ways. I want to show that every not that, you know, a lot of people don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And yeah. again, my my first when I did later on, I went in to get into trying to change my diet. I went on. Oh, I remember this guy eating that. I remember this. And look, it, it came into play. You know what I mean? My yeah. friends coming into and I tell stories, man. I tell stories about you guys all the time, how rough it was for you guys to eat back in the day. And I yeah, go, wow, totally. But, you know, I'm like, wow, I can't eat better uh, every other day when these guys had a drink fucking this, that. You know, I use that shit to get me over on days sometimes. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll say none of you guys ever broke my balls for being vegetarian or straight. Yeah. Nothing. You never you never gave a fuck. We had so much fun together. Yeah, it never it's was like that important. Like I said, the menu never it was never that important. Later on, it became and then, you know, meatheads ran with it. And then the straight edge, you know, elitists ran with it like, oh, you know, it's the meatheads and the meatheads. Like, fuck the straight edge. You know, it became it really became that when it was like it wasn't. But again, that's why I wanted to pr bring this together for peace, love, unity. <laughs> and Yo, hoy, hoy. I love the dudes who be smoking weed and drinking and straight edge kids be stage driving at a Murphy's Law show. The best. I love that. I too, fucking bro. love, I love that, that to too. death. Yo, Matt, we, we used to play a Syracuse. We get mad love from the straight edge. Salt Lake City, vegan motherfuckers going nuts. Machine gun X's, you know, going <laughs> insane for Mad Boy. Listen, I got mad love that again. Let me ask I you a this. question. Ask. What, what is a, a more intense straight edge scene? Syracuse or Salt Lake City? Ooh, okay. Now, I think there's no Syri there's no Salt Lake City without Syracuse, but Salt Lake City is the first time I saw machine guns like this <laughs> tattooed <laughs> on heads. That is hard. And I, hard. I'll tell you a quick story where, I, again, I always knew there was always hard straight edge dudes around. In New York, there was always some big meathead straight edge guy down with somebody. So there was always, you know, you always know, you know, a tough guy could come in in, in any form. But we played the first time we went, they, they, Mabel went to play Salt Lake City and we they, we don't even get to play. The, the band right before us goes on, there's a girl fight, and I'm at the merch booth. That's how you know it was a while ago. First of all, I'm at the <laughs> selling merch. I'm a Bundy, and we see a girl fight, and then the, right away the people, you know, they're, they're letting the girls fight. These two little white girls, they're going at it, and I'm like, oh shit, fight! Everybody goes at, and then there was cops outside. The cops come running in, and they yoke the the little girls up. These are straight edge girls, little straight edge hardcore girls. And I saw the cop literally yoke the girl from the back, like, you know, this hard. Yeah. And I saw skinny ass spaghetti arms snuffing the police officers. Wow. Now, listen, I'm not an anti-cop guy. I got a lot of cop friends and there's a lot of good cops out there. There's also a lot of pieces, but there's a lot of good cops. I'm not. A, but that day, those pieces of shit deserved it. And I saw those wet noodles, those straight edge wet noodles swinging at these cops. Yo. I bugged out. I love that. I, and this is what's crazy. So I'm like, holy shit, yo, they're punching the cops. It's insane. A riot breaks out. Every cop in Salt Lake City rolls up. 
I walk out, it's like the Blues Brothers. Just everything. It's insane. <laughs> the Blues Brothers. Long story, we go in the back. They go, you guys got to get out of here. We don't get to play. We're in the back, and um, a whole crew of, like, these straight-edge kids, because I see them. They had the machine gun X's. That's why I say it, tattooed. And they all lit, and they're like, yo, real soft-spoken dudes. You know, like, yo, man, we're really sorry. That sucks, man. We love Madball. This sucks. You guys came in. And I'm like, nah, it's all good. It's all good. And as we're talking, a cop car pulls up and tells them, yo, you guys got to leave. And they turn around. They're like, yo, what the fuck? Get the fuck. We just say later to our fucking favorite. What the fuck? Hey, start flipping on the cops. Oh, I man. fell in love with this. Salt yeah, Lake City. It might be Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Syracuse with that. Listen, <laughs> I said that. Yeah, I go, that's dude, hard. that's damn motherfuckers are over it. They're over the whole. Always, always so good to H2O, man. I had so many. Have so many great shows in Utah, man. So so, so shows, insane man. and fucking. But that was great that you know, like um, again, like you know, uh, and again, you know, Carl, Mad Boy, Syracuse. We had a lot of good vegan meatheads up there. We, you know, we had a good couple of good meatheads. We also lost fucking Syracuse meatheads that were Mad Boy guys. For sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fucking. That's why I also. I got a special heart. You know, I know Syracuse got that meathead in the, in the water up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> But the hungry, the hungry Charlie shows, the Lost Horizon shows, and and Earth Crisis had awesome concerts out there in Salt Lake. We played with Lifeless, we played with Excessive Force. Like those, those are bands that are legends. You know, they're gonna live forever, not just there, but around the world. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And real quick, I think I'm gonna give you my my choice. I guarantee you, you but, met Alex Slack that day. Yeah, Alex but, Slack, the singer of Lifeless. He uh, had to be one of those guys. Oh, but probably, probably it was amazing. I I fell in love. Well, fucking Salt Lake vegan straight as that day. And to look at how many years ago, this was oh, 20 something years ago. Right. I remember it like fucking yesterday. Yeah. But all right. There has to be one band on the straight edge, one hardcore band on the straight edge class that that's going to be like, OK, that's the definition of a straight edge band that, OK, you agree that should be in the Webster Dictionary. I'd say minor threat. Well, of course, of, of course, I mean, I love Slapshot. I love Youth of Today and Judge. Um, and I have the a lot of, yeah. you know, but I mean, this would not exist without Minor Threat and Teen Idols. So yeah. all, all credit and glory goes to them for sure. That's facts. Who do you Me think, too. Toby? You, Toby? Minor Threat, man. It would have to, I mean, even not even that your MC, favorite band, man. Richie, not even your favorite band, but it got to go. They're under. very important, but I'm going to go Judge anyway. Oh shit! Yo, I like that. I like that. You know, it's, against the grid. It's too. It's too early in the sound. Sonically, it's too early. I got Richie's hard. It's like that shaking punk rock. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Judge. You, okay, like you know, Muhammad. We could. Who do we? Who's the first heavyweight champion? We're gonna say he's the best ever, or we're gonna say Muhammad Ali. I'm yeah, like, Ali. Uh, yeah, listen. I hear. I got it. I want to say two things. I'll never forget being watching Judge when they came back. Me and Carla watching them in some festival in Canada and Carl says to me, you know, bringing it down is the age of coral. That's straight edge age of coral. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 and that is so fucking perfect. I told Mike that he was so happy. It's, a, it's such a perfect review of that record, man. Yeah. yeah. No, and no, he, and he's still totally straight edge. He's still the same guy. He's beautiful. Love yeah. Mike judge. Yeah. Mike, and love that and I, that's good. So I came up on my own while I was doing this thing. So I got Carl, you know, he's the patent of straight edge. Right. And Toby, <laughs> You the you know the 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 David Lee Roth of Straight Edge, right? And Richie, the Andrew Dice Clay of Straight Edge. Oh. I got this shit down, dude. 
Do you understand? Yo, I'm over because here now. Boy, is that because of my high kicks on stage? Part of the kicks, <laughs> but you know, you know, I don't know. Um, um, I don't think of you like tights. Wow. And no, but great entertainer, great classic. That's you. Patton, I could see Carl with that helmet right now. When we get off this, he puts the helmet on with the stars, the X's, like Patton and Richie. When we get off the, oh, the vest Ooh. comes on and the and the whole shit. <laughs> The only uh, thing uh, is, uh, dice uh, smokes. Yeah. Richie don't smoke. <laughs> yeah, slow. You, you got my uh, go. Uh, I want to say two things. One, the reason that I was so attracted to hardcore and punk was because it was a melting pot for all types, all walks of life. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't just, we're all this. So so that's why. It made it know, more fun. Yeah, people drinking, people straight edge, people punk, mohawks, skaters, all that. That, that's, that was my attraction to it. You know, and, and, and another thing, I don't know if Richie has the right to ask us if we would sell out straight as your veganism because this I motherfucker's like, not even vegan. Yeah, I love it. I let him know. Hey, I'm glad you brought it up later, but I, yo, you see, you almost let him get through the whole episode. Damn. He called me out. Oh, shit. But that was, I was good. Just asking the question. And you know what? I, the question I gave to Carl was actually in Reading. Yeah. I sat down with him out of the couch. I was face to face. There so you that's, go. That's when it quit. And it was there a great you. response. But, but Hoya, I know you got to get going, but I tried to get Carl on my podcast many times. He always denies me. But <laughs> hey, I understand. But can I give him a question that I wanted to ask? Absolutely. Hey, I wanted I, to give wait, him. wait, wait, wait. Eric, is this okay that we're doing this? Yeah. Okay. We're doing this at Eric's house because I am a caveman and yeah. I don't I don't even own a computer. This is the closest I've gotten to I love it. your I love technological it. world that is you, you see, know. The future, I, I the future to me and your present, you know. Like, and this is what I wanted to do because I, I know you're a caveman. No, we'll do a caveman, and that's why I wanted to be able to get all my friends, caveman included, right on this to make these um um Salvador Dali paintings come to life. You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> but but Carl, Richie, I we could do I, this. I, I, Carl, I love that you're off the grid. I fucking have so much respect for that man. That you were told. I love that so much. I envy that dude. But look at uh, it's so amazing. Man. But look at hit him with the question. And then I got one more question, and okay. I'm gonna give you guys a quick one, and then we got it. But I want I want to hear this. Now you okay. got me going. I want to hear this. Carl question. is the front man of what I will say is probably one of the most culturally relevant bands ever to come out of hardcore. Okay, hmm. so his lyrics, his the presence. They changed a lot of people's lives. All music does, you know, but his made movements and changed things that would change economics. And Facts. I think bands like his helped develop, like we, when we're seeing a vegan burger in a fast food place, you know. Anyway, 100. Throughout, throughout his time, very militant band. And I love that, even though I don't even dabble in, in the vegan stuff. I just love the idea of being so extreme and anti, you know, oh, you say do this, I'm going to do that. So there were a lot of things related to Earth Crisis that they would call terrorism. Right. right. And I wonder if, if he has any regrets of the things of because people may have committed these things due to his, you know, his uh, influence. Well, here, here's what I'll say. Basically, what we did with Earth Crisis lyrically when we started out was we were telling the stories, the true stories of the Animal Liberation Front, people that were breaking into laboratories and rescuing animals <laughs> that were being experimented on by scientists, cruel experiments 
needless experiments. We're telling those stories. We're telling stories about a group called Earth First that had activists that were out trying to save forested mountains where endangered animals were living from being strip mined or uh, have the forest clear cut. And they were using tactics that were destroying machinery or damaging mills. And we also had songs about the sea shepherds trying to stop whaling out in the ocean. And you were not reading about that stuff in Rolling Stone. That stuff was not on TV. There was no whale wars. There was a media blackout on all those types of activism. So some of the songs that we were writing were about things that actually happened, like the raid on the lab in Silver Spring, Maryland, where the monkeys were rescued. They were about specific things. So in a way, we were documenting history that mainstream news media in Hollywood were ignoring. And it felt like they had an order from the top down to not touch on these subjects, to not shine a light on what was happening to the animals in the labs or the whales out in the sea, or you know how the mountain lion's habitat was being destroyed by logging corporations. Um, and because we were documenting and documenting that documenting that history, not through a documentary film, not through a novel, um, but through through the lyrics and through the you know, the driven by the engine of music. Um, I think we, we were celebrating those victories, you know, and what do we call ourselves? We call ourselves what we always have a vegan straight edge band, you know, so we weren't telling people to go out and break the law and get put in prison or something like that. Vegan straight edge. How about looking into veganism? How about separating from, you know, the big pharmaceutical companies and big tobacco and these companies that were marketing alcohol to children with cartoon characters, you know, so that, that was our goal. And I mean, we've persisted with it. We got a new record coming out this year and this is a basically, Amazing. this is basically our 30th anniversary, you know, and that's, and in 30 years, I mean, we, you know, we became friends with guys from, you know, agnostic front and from, uh, you know, John Joseph from Cro-Mags with uh, Blood Clot. And, you know, we while Rabies was alive, we were his friend. And those were bands we grew up listening to in high school, loving. And we became a part of that world and became friends with those people that we saw as, as leaders, you know? They weren't heroes to us. They were like leaders. They were showing us a way out of all the chaos. So I have eternal gratitude to all the founding fathers in New York hardcore and DC hardcore and everything that happened in Connecticut and Orange County, you know, and, and I think more than anything, when you look at the legacy of earth crisis, it, it helped, it hopefully helped motivate people to make compassionate choices rather than hurt anyone or get themselves in trouble. You, you see rich and all you're worried about is what kind of pepperonis on your pizza. No, not at all. <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> is doing crazy. that. And you're telling me I get my pepperonis. The same that's racist. Pepperoni. <laughs> that's, well, listen, see Carl's response. That's why I love this guy. This guy is, is as real as it gets. Right. Well, totally word. I hear you. I'm more like, Dude. please pass the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm still on that. Well, one okay. last question. Well, go, ahead, go ahead, Toby, hit me. I was going to say, everything these guys were singing about, it's all happening. It's been it's happening, true. and it's so yeah. prevalent. To it these, was prophecy. To those, yeah, yeah. those lyrics ring true today. And I, I wouldn't even put Earth Crisis 
and the dead Kennedys, where they were talking about all political shit let's say, too. Let's say, fuck like the dead Kennedys. Fans. Earth crisis is on that. Yeah, is that fuck real? That. Earth crisis. No, Earth no, crisis. No, fuck no, that. I'm, I'm saying. I know you mean. I know you. You know what I mean? Like just talking about shit that's happening. No. Now. Yeah. What What it's I like was exactly they talked about also not just like again obviously the animals and the plate, but they were talking about the earth and the, you know the pollution and that was like oh that's an angle that okay you we could get away from at the moment a hamburger or whatever and still work on the earth and work on the lifestyle you got to start somewhere and that's what i like that it wasn't just about what you're eating because it's more than just that it's that it but it's it's everything you got to look if you can't look at the big picture you won't get it and that's what i try to tell people you got you can't expect the media to see the big picture you got to start small and work your way out. It's true, right, right. but, but, a lot, but a lot they were educating people that you're putting the eating and the environment together. Nobody yeah, put those two together. Which it was way before. Sense. Yeah, I I did. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it to way later. You know what I mean? Putting it together. Same way thing. You, like, you know, me and you were the last things we're worried about is politics. We're worried about hanging out and like you know having a good time yeah. and laughing. You know, exactly. he was taking things more seriously. But okay, we learned because we have a friend like that. And also, Carl learned how to have a good time because he knows us. <laughs> Because you know, he was, like, Carl was boring. To, Carl was boring till he met Toby and Hoya and Richie. Yo, you know what? You know how they say music changes lives. Earth Crisis had. I, I'm gonna say it. I think they probably have saved and changed more lives than any other band in the scene. Definitely a lot. Humans and animals, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I said lives. I said they lives. They saved right, a lot right, of right. animals. A lot of a lot of a lot of Nikes didn't incredible. get made. Incredible. It's incredible. Crisis. And yeah, meanwhile, again, Toby loves Nike though. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> stop, but, but he likes the vegan ones. And, yes. and, and again, Nikes. yeah, right. exactly. And why shout out to H2O, you know, why H2O was our California band. You know what I mean? That was <laughs> yeah. like our, that was the one, like they had all the, the, you know, shout out to Descend, all those bands, but we didn't have those. We had all the meathead bands. So Toby, we've got was, we've got count time and uh, powerhouse too, though. But, but you know, but I mean, over here, no. But that's I'm saying, Toby, H two O, nobody was like that in New York, doing that melodic kind of what you know, whatever you know that feel. H two O was the only band that oh that I, I know, you know. So yeah. I was like, that's our fucking because I always wanted New York to have you know like the melodic band, the tough guy band. The, the metal band, the, the Krishna band. I want the girl straight band. Edge, yeah. I want I want the straight edge band. I want everything. You know, every scene should have that. Like in the old days, you had. For sure. Every, you had something for everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what? We got to shout out token entry too, man. Of course. Shout dude, out from, dude, from beneath the streets and Jaybird are. Dude, those albums are incredible. Listen, Masterpieces. And, and, definitely and that guy is a real singer. Yeah. He can actually sing. And I got to give it like Richie was talking. Big shout out to Judge because. That was my shit where I was like, man, now I can't talk shit on these straight edge motherfuckers as, as far as musically. You know, I'm like, man, they came with the chops. You know what I mean? Yo, Carl yeah. compared that to Age of Quarrel. In my opinion, it's better than Age of Quarrel. That's big. As, That's as big. an album. as an, It's That's very big because I'm a big fan of Age of Quarrel. I don't I think, think that, but I love what whoever said that. that That's the straight edge Age That's of Quarrel. That's Carl. Carl's quote. I'm going to take it. I'm going to say I did it, everybody. Quick, I copyrighted it. <laughs> but all right, one last question. I got one last question before I'm going to hit you with a quick little thing. Wait, we got to we got to say this, though, dude. Say it, the, say like, it. The crown goes to conflict because conflict is who got all the punk rockers and all the hardcore kids into animal rights. Oh, and then punk, uh, the punk band kind the of. The punk right? band conflict from England. 
Oh, yep. I did it. Okay. I, right. didn't so, know, I, I didn't know that. And they got it. So not only did they influence their own thing, hardcore, I mean, punk rock, but they influenced hardcore and they might not even know that, but they did. Yeah, yeah. true. He's right. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's one, I want one last thing and I'm going to hit you guys with a couple of questions. We out here, but there's one thing, the one thing you hate about straight edge. And there's one thing that I hated was straight edge from any era or something. I hated chokers. You straight edge motherfuckers used to wear that shit. So whack. I so hated chokers. I'm like, you motherfuckers look like maybe because I had no neck. You know, I got no <laughs> neck, and I was like, maybe subconsciously hating, but I used to be like, yo, what's up with that shit around your neck? Yo, Corn, let that yeah, shit hang. That shit. You know, I was more like a rock him, dude. Let that shit hang. A big medallion. No, it do, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you guys like, it matters what the straight edge girls like. Oh, and, and, they, and oh, if they want to see you in that, you got to wear that. Oh, is that Fuck what that. it is? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. That yeah. was yo, that was big, though. Hoya pointed that out. Right? I, I hated it. Okay. That's what I hated about straight edge. <laughs> yeah. Toby, I'm going to put everybody on the spot. So think, what's something you hated about straight edge? It could be anything. Anything. Because you can't be mm -hmm. fully happy with your family. That's, <laughs> a, you that's got, a really... Yeah. If you got family members, you know, are scumbags, you can say something about your scene you're not too hot about. Right, mm. like chokers, I wasn't crazy about. Yeah, I mean, I really rock chokers either. I didn't hate them, but yeah, I never yeah. really rocked something super tight. I had the token entry neck that's the original they gave me. The, the, the sick of it all one that was a that was a and choker. I had the alleyway one too. Yeah, that should look like a that look like a dog. That, you guys look like fucking dogs. Like yeah, like dog like, like a, a dog like thing, a like ASPCA. Collar. Yeah, like a, exactly like ASPCA. You're fucking. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I it's crazy because I liked it. Like in the GB house, we all. Cut the sleeves off your shirt and roll them up, and the bottoms too. You roll the bottoms up. Yeah. We had the canvas belt. We had like low socks. But I didn't hate that. I but I, but I, that I, part. I, I, I like. Oh, you loved it all. You just loved it all. Um, let me think. Let me think. Get all back right, to me. Back to me. All right, Richie, what um, you hated? I hated that there was an image uh, with straight edge of almost weakness. Sort oh, of. okay. Okay, some people mm. had this. Some yep. some people in in the, in the so-called other you know the other scenes yep. looked at it as being oh, soft. Yes, soft pussy. Yeah, they blah blah yeah, blah. Yep, yep, so yep. maybe some. I think people, that's. I think that's done. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't so, think so, we have to yeah. worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. this is when I'm a, a younger cat. You know. <laughs> yeah, this no, is but I know you. Yeah, yeah. yeah for the, so, that's what I, I would almost overcompensate back then to prove to prove, and I think a lot of areas did. That's good because even the choker. I don't even think people rock those anymore, do they? I hope not. I hope not. right. No, I don't no. think so. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying from any era, if it was a little thing, even if it was a a, a little trend within straight edge or whatever. That's what bothered me. That it had that attachment to it for a time being, you know, when I was younger. Yeah, that that's actually I wanted good. to always disprove that. Yeah, I hate you. And you know what? I gotta say, for me, two people that made that change. You know, I always again, New York always had some big meathead straight edge dude down with somebody. If it was Wrecking Machine or whoever back in the day, whatever. But from crowds was meatheads from Syracuse and the Salt Lake City, where you felt a little bit more like, oh, no, there's bigger guys. These these football player jock dudes that now yeah. they're straight edge. They found a new reason to fight. You know, like I like that. I like that. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and yeah, I'm not against that. that. Yeah, yeah that, it's that, not that, even that. against it was what it was. You know, and Syracuse it, it had the college that. guys. It needed a show of strength. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the only here's what I hate. I hate when people, if people don't want to be straight edge anymore, that's fine. But when people sell out straight edge and start talking shit on us, those fucks, 
Yeah, that does that's get on my nerves a I little agree. bit. That's not not so that's much anymore. Point. Not so much anymore. But that that definitely pissed me off. It's like, wait a second, you guys were writing these songs. People were coming to see you. People were loving this. They thought yeah. they were celebrating something together. Then three years yes. later in a magazine running us all down. What the hell is that? We know exactly mm. when, you know. Who? You Tell know, us it's, who. It's just cool that, you know, you, you're trying to. <laughs> these guys want to do other bands and I get it in different scenes. But uh, yeah, but you don't need to run it down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You don't also got to, you know, you got to remember that half the people are there because of who you were. Yeah. And they, and they, and they, so you got to at least show some love and maybe ease them up into it and don't just shit on them for maybe not moving the way you want them to be moving at the moment because sure. they're, they're not transitioning yet. You know what for I mean? For sure. And some people are going to watch this whole thing when you archive this and I'll be like, why do these guys care so much about this? And the reason why, you know, me and Richie and Toby care so much about this is because I guarantee you when all of us were young, we saw some very bad examples of how substance abuse affected other people beyond yes. just the attic. And that's yes. why we took this stuff so seriously. And that's why we were so passionate about it. Because for me, in some ways, I felt like I, like I was robbed a little bit of my youth. So I tried to hang on to certain aspects of it. And it got mixed together with a little dose of anger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's a bizarre thing to, to, for somebody to hear. But that, that's like the reality of, of my experience. And I think that's part of the reality for a lot of straight edge people uh, for their background. You know, it's like mm. they took this so seriously because maybe their brother got hit by a drunk driver when he yeah. was on a bike. Maybe their mom was buying <clears throat> liquor instead of groceries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe somebody got hurt at school over shit that was related to drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that is why there is this anger in a lot of people that are drawn to this whole thing and are part of this whole thing for a while while they adjust to the reality that like, okay, well, you know what, that that's something terrible that happened, but that person made a bad choice, but that's not the choice that I'm going to make. And I know people that do drink or smoke or, you know, are involved with this or that. And it's fine for them. It hey. doesn't, it doesn't make them dangerous. It doesn't make them destructive. It doesn't make them hostile towards me. That's, that's something that they're doing. Like, and I remember my sister, when I was a kid, she's like, you know, oh, you, you guys were watching a video in the basement uh, and you guys were falling off a, a railing off your skateboards and laughing at each other when people are hitting the ground. And you're saying that alcohol is bad and you never wear a helmet on your ramp. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's true. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's true. It's like, I get it. Not yeah. everyone's going to think the same way, but not everyone is going to have those <clears throat> same negative experiences and and influences on people around. Them. Exactly. That's the, one of the reasons I wanted to do this for the two, but two main reasons. One, again, the importance of this whole, of the straight edge movement in, in, in the hardcore movement, like I've been saying a million times, it's a brick in this fucking house. And it's something that, you know, I, I it, it's part of, you know, it's one of the, you know, one of the, the people that live in our house, you know, in this hardcore yeah, house yeah. is one of the things. And another reason is to show people that, Everybody is invited if you want to be down and not. And anybody who's telling you I can't be your friend because you're not like this, they don't you shouldn't be friends with them and they don't really got your back if they're worried about you know how you choose to live your life. Right. You know and, I mean? and think and think about this too. Like I'm I play an apocalypse tribe, I'm the only straight edge guy in apocalypse yes. tribe. 
everybody smokes weed and drinks. You know what I mean? But we've all been friends forever. And all the guys that I grew up skating with, like my one of my best buddies, JT, he has been smoking cigars since we were 16 and the man is 50. Yeah, exactly. I'm the only Same crazy guy Toby been too. for 26 years. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There Some you guys go. are sober now. Some guys are less. They're getting like, older. Yeah, because when I first yeah. met Richie, he was doing just cocaine. He wasn't even doing heroin. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> shit, my fault. All right. But get, no, but we, we got Luke in the band, but I'm throwing him out unless he becomes straight. Yeah, let, yeah. <laughs> But listen, all right, listen. No, I'm glad for making it happen. Toby, Carl, Richie, you know what's up. And wait, 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 Hoya. Oh yeah. yeah. If you got a straight edge tattoo and you sold out, please get rid of it. Cover it <laughs> off. You were never a Marine. Yeah, no, you didn't have that tattoo. Okay, now go ahead. I should have said that right off the bat. That's right? it. You called it. But we claim it. Any straight, look at all straight edge from now on. You could go back to this podcast to reference anything. This is the new Bible, the new laws of straight edge on this. But on the real. I love you dudes. I'm glad you were able to do this. I wanted to Me change too. it up. I wanted to show love to straight edge. I wanted to show off that, you know, in, in our world, we have everything and everybody rocks together and we all get together when we need to be together, when it counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have, we also got to show these motherfuckers, not just talk about it. We got to let them see it. And like we're doing on this by all of us, you know, again, before we get out of here, where, where could we catch you at Richie? Or the, the the your podcast and everything. Let people know. Post quick. America podcast, wisdom and chains, and don't forget crucified straight edge merchandise. Let them know. You see that picture up there? Yeah, that's, that's that, it. That's Carlos, let them know. Um, much love to all. Thank you, good sir, and uh, good night to all. Uh -huh, and there you go. But can you can catch Earth Crisis in a theater near you? Oh, um, new bands. We're new gonna bands. we're gonna be playing with uh. I, I we're planning to play. I'll say it like that with yeah. Snapcase and Strife. It's the California takeover. Oh, and, that's a and we're going to. Yeah. And we did wow. it. And we did part two of it before this whole thing hit. Great show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And California, yeah, Toby was there with his son. And uh, we're going to hopefully be doing that. Some of those with that same package on in Philly and Buffalo. If, if everything works out. Dope, so, dope. Gushin, Toby, what's up with you? Killing it. The podcast, what else? Let everybody know. One Life with Jen's podcast. You can find me there. Uh, H2O's got some shows coming uh, August 7th in Denver. And then we got our New York shows, makeup shows from last year. There's still uh, the tickets for 10th. that, right? It was sold out. One of the shows, you still had some for the second? Or yeah, sold yeah the, out 10th, the 10th is on sale right now. Yeah, at LPR in Manhattan. So I'm excited to get back. Good shit. Yo, everybody get those tickets, support all the podcasts, go to all the shows. Shout out to all you straight edge vegan motherfuckers and shout out to you, all you non straight edge vegan motherfuckers. But shout out to hardcore, the hardcore family around the world holding it down. I love you motherfuckers and we out. Okay.